Hey, welcome to the Unsilent Church season four. In this season, we get the privilege of having a conversation about what it means to be city servants. At Roosevelt Church, we have five values, Jesus devoted, grace motivated, biblically rooted, city servants, and diverse family. City servants is an important one to us and it's close to our heart. And so this season, we wanted to explore what that really meant uh, through the eyes of members of the city actually doing it. Today, we get the privilege of talking to Kel Duncan, the owner uh, and operator of the Church Hill downtown. If you've ever been here, uh, we get to sit with the guy who is doing it and serving the city uh, in a really great way. And so there are a lot of lessons that we learn here about presence, being on the ground, paying attention, connecting with people. Uh, and it's great to hear it uh, directly from someone and a member of the community. Um, so if you haven't already subscribe, uh, to our podcast, we're on every platform where we, where you get yours. Um, and we hope that you enjoy this season of the Unsilent Church podcast. Enjoy. What's going on people. We are back with season four of the Unsilent Church podcast. And I'm excited because this season we're doing a theme called serving the city. Hey. At Roosevelt, one of our values is to be city servants. So this idea of serving the city is very important and near and dear to us. And today to kick off season four, we got a special guest in the building. We got Kel Duncan in the building. What up? Thanks hey, can you dunk them? <laughs> well, <laughs> it does not look or feel the way. <laughs> I can still get there. Hey, Kelby Duncan. He said he, you know, he said he got the burner too, the shot, you know. Yeah, there it is. It, it used to be. It's a little rusty now. It's a yeah. rusty burner. <laughs> so yeah, what I'm excited about in this season is just how we'll be able to, um, we're going to be talking about serving the city, but one of the things, the ideas I think you came up with, John, was to think of serving the city through the lens of the people in our city, particularly yeah, people yeah. in the neighborhood. And so- Who are actually do, doing it. Yeah, who are actually doing the thing. Um, and- what we as a church can to, can do to learn from them, and you know, I think churches, some churches do really well with this. Some churches just sort of just doing their thing on Sunday, and that's it. And I think we obviously have a vision to be broader than that. So, many ways, we want to sort of see what serving the city looks like through the local businesses and the developers and et cetera, et cetera, out there. And and Kel's one of the first people we thought of. Uh, Kel, I mean, maybe just introduce yourself to everyone. Uh, I mean, are you the mayor of Churchill? I sort of, I don't know, what's a, what's a good one? Who's going to describe you? Uh, yeah, I've put myself into uh, a new role where I'm not there quite as much as I used to. Uh, I guess you would say owner. I used to say owner-operator, but I have a director of operations now. So I really, I got out of the way of being a mediocre manager and into being a, I would say, a decent owner. Yeah, congrats. <laughs> and the Churchill, uh, why don't you describe the Churchill? It's uh, yeah. located right across the street from our church building. How, if someone asked me, so the Churchill, what is that? How would you describe it? The, the, the above view. Uh, it's a collection of small local businesses. The unique piece is obviously that we're housed in shipping containers. Uh, but the goal was to focus on small local business for Phoenix. So it's it's two bars, four restaurants, and four retail spaces. Nice. I own and operate the two bars with it. But yeah. every the other eight businesses are owned individually by uh, small business owners. What what led to you starting the Churchill, um, the idea for it, like what you were wanting to to do? And, and a lot of even as you sort of talk about it, is, is suggested obviously by the fact that you're focusing on small businesses. Mm -hmm. But even the way you set up the Churchill sort of says something about kind of what you want it to be like. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, the design is in- is intentional. Yeah. Uh, around an eight thousand square foot courtyard. It's shared space. It's open. It's uh, see what. Yeah. I guess for me, when we started, I just left my corporate job. I didn't know what I was going to do. Mm. I was just burnt out on. It was commission based job. I was mm-hmm. hidden, doing well and not happy. Kind of classic. Yeah. Burnout story. I left. Uh, had. A buddy of mine, Hartley Rohde, who was the co-founder of the church show with me, mm. who had reached out to me. You guys remember Hartley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had reached out to me. He came downtown. I was showing him around. I actually had a very small concept that I was going to do that was going to be mixed-use office, sort of co-working office with a cafe retail spot downstairs. He had a much grander idea. I think he was originally looking between Tempe and Phoenix, which is why he wanted to talk to me because I was living in downtown. And then uh, we kind of got together. He had a much more grand idea and then we kind of got together and collaborated to make that what I think it ultimately became which is mm. the collection of small local business but he I uh credit him with having a large idea of how it was going to look and feel already what was the initial sort of concept that you were you said you were already working on something that would be a sort of like creative collaborative space uh what was sort of the motivation behind even wanting to create something like that because you had a design I mean, you were in the sales thing but you had a design background how did that get to like wanting to create a space that was before Hartley? That was a big piece of it was I was a graphic designer. I was, I had done a couple internships. I jumped into a job. I wasn't really using graphic design at Lennar. Like I was putting up pictures of like two different bathrooms and asking which one, you were <laughs> which one would you prefer A or B and try to get that comment on So I didn't feel like I was utilizing my tool. Uh, but I had that, I had the design background. I wanted to do it. And I, I always enjoyed being around creative people. Like when you're in art school, you're hanging out in the art school building. Like you're around a lot of people doing mm-hmm. it in any number of mediums. Right. And there's a lot of crossovers. It's and I just always enjoyed the energy. Of yeah. That. Hmm. So my thought was I'll put my office upstairs of this. I had a little building that I had picked out. I was going to put my office upstairs. I had some buddies that were freelancers. I was going to put them in there and I was just going to tap into. So like a videographer, a graphic designer, mm-hmm. and just different specialties and mediums where you could go and be like, okay, look, do we want to take on a project together? Yeah. Right. And like downstairs was just going to be sort of a cafe, coffee shop slash retail. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to do, this has been done so many times now, it probably wasn't even original then, but the the merch around that. Yeah. Right. Like you're designing stuff for yeah. the cafe, right? Yeah. Like that yeah. was really the plan. Uh, and it just, I was, I had left Lennar, it was Lennar Holmes where I was working, uh, to do that. And it just, the timing ended up where Hartley called me when I was starting to work on that. So that's uh, great. Yeah. What's the story behind the name Churchill? Like, I'm just curious in terms sure. of like what made you, cause you know, we get all the time with parking, you know, people, <laughs> I'm here, I'm here parking for the church. But they mean Churchill. <laughs> You're not talking about parking. <laughs> Tired of talking about parts. The Churchill name. So when I joined the project, there was actually uh, two partners. It was Hartley. We had a third partner. And when he, when he left, it was Hartley and I, and the project had a different name. You might remember this. If you saw one of our presentations, it was called blocks. Cultural market was the original name. When I joined, that was the name they already had picked. And that was kind of when they were looking at Tempe. So when we, when it just became Hartley and I, we sat down and we, kind of went back to what what is this going to be we changed the 
concept a bit. It had a, it was going to have a stage and there was going to be more of a venue. We got rid of the mm-hmm. stage, opened up the courtyard, and went through a, a like a process with a an actual creative studio, nice. a mono, monomous studio, um, like an actual like, like discovery Santino branding all brand guide. Got you. Well, like, why are you guys doing what you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what's the point here? Yeah. And and they came up with some suggestions, and that's how we worked through that process. It's actually the name of the neighborhood, which yeah. is John Evans and Clark Churchill, I think. And we wanted something that tied to the neighborhood that was, mm, because we did it in downtown for that reason, we did it in the neighborhood for that reason. So it made sense, more sense to us gotcha. for that name. So this just ties onto something um, I've heard you say a couple of times, uh, and it's it's sort of, it's always stood out to me that um, so your 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 love your desire to sort of be in a local neighborhood to invest in a neighborhood. I think you, what you've said is sort of you know, I, I could make more money other places potentially, <laughs> for sure. right? Um, to be downtown and all that goes on with it and the different uh, zoning regulations, all that kind of stuff, right? Um, but your desire to be embedded in a local neighborhood. One of the reasons why I think you ended up being downtown. I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about that. Why is that so important to you? When I moved back from Seattle, Tacoma, Seattle, uh, you move away for that long, you come back, you don't really know anybody. Mm-hmm. So I lived in Tempe for a year because I had my my buddy was at ASU Law. And after that year, I bought a condo in downtown Phoenix because I was like, I'm going to move yep. downtown. It's centrally located. I want to live in a city, you know, uh, and so that that was the decision. And what year was that? Two thousand end of two thousand twelve. Mm. So two thousand twelve. There's a very different downtown. It is a very different downtown. So I moved downtown. It was <laughs> south of the train tracks, off of uh, Buchanan, Second Street in Buchanan, uh-huh. mm-hmm. down there, right now, uh, south of the stadium, right there. That's like so. That's not quite warehouse district, now, is it? It is. It is. It's where it is. Yeah, we were the. St- it's called the Stadium Lofts. Gotcha. Smaller, thirty units. It's not huge, but moved down there. I just wanted to be in in it, like downtown. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I realized is that you could take a nap on Central and be fine. If you, <laughs> there was nobody <laughs> down there. <laughs> and uh, I was like, okay, no but body. once you're down there, you also start to realize, like, I would go out, like, I would walk. I walked a lot more. I I really enjoyed, like, we talked a little bit before we started, the study abroad experience and being able to walk yeah. everywhere was like yeah. a game changer for me. And so I really enjoyed that and wanted that again. So I got comfortable walking places. You start to go out at night. You start to see stuff. You start to find like, mm-hmm. there's a really nice yeah, subculture here that you can tap into. There's people doing really cool stuff. They're just, it's just harder to find. Yeah. It's not as- You gotta really be on the ground. You gotta really be on the ground. You gotta really be in there doing it. But you gotta be outside. It, you gotta be outside. You gotta be outside. People are like- <laughs> Come on, kiddo. Tell them you gotta be outside. <laughs> you tell the people. You can catch me outside. Tell us a real one. <laughs> I told you something about this now. Like, I first about it. And it'll kill come to all the cookouts. <laughs> come through, though. You can pull up. So I found that it was really fun for me to go and find those things, and like you start to feel like, oh, there's something here, and then you can be a part of it. Like, yeah. you start to, it's easier to meet people, it's easier to connect with people. There's a community. So it's like- Bump into the same people, there, it's an actual community. And then that's what made me want to start doing that stuff. So a lot of the times when I was coming down here, the thing that I was doing before the Churchill was even an idea years later, was I was just around. Mm-hmm. Like, I would just go to stuff. Like, oh, there's a happy hour thing. I'll go to a happy hour. 
Mm. TechCrunch, I don't care. I'm not in startups. I work for Lennar, whatever. I'll just go watch TechCrunch, mm. what's going on downtown. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of like started, you start bumping into people at the same stuff and you're like, hey, I, I've seen you at other stuff. I guess I'll just talk to you. And then you like start meeting people. And so I really enjoyed that. Like I really enjoyed being able to start going to stuff, seeing people, having those conversations, seeing what other people were doing. Mm-hmm. Like that's the stuff that gets me excited. Like, oh, there's there's people really- yeah, that stuff happening. Yeah. Cut us a good segue into um, hearing obviously the story and stuff, but from your perspective in terms of like, you know, serving the city, right? And obviously you've been down here uh, for a while. When you think about the church, um, what ways do you think that the church should serve the city? Like, what's your, if you had to paint a grand vision of what that looks like, what do you think? I'll jump, I'll answer that, and I'm going to jump right ahead of it with the prompt that you sent me because it, it had me thinking about it. It started with when we came down here for me with you guys. Like as a new business hmm. coming into a neighborhood, we there's going to be a bar component. You're a church. You can say no and make that hard for me. Hmm. Or you could be like you guys were and welcome us into the neighborhood with like a letter of support and sit down and be like, what are you guys doing? And that's the conversation we had. It was like, here's what we're doing. That's not the conversation. I thought I was getting a check from you. <laughs> <laughs> must have messed up on that. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. What I thought was going to happen. What? No, go ahead. This <laughs> <laughs> too, too easy. It's too easy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's still coming. It's in the mail. <laughs> that clip's going to get cut. It's Promoted, just a man. different. Yeah. It's a different experience than maybe I was that you might expect as a business owner to come in and meet with the church. Yeah. That might, you might get pushback or there might be like, oh, you're doing a bar. We're not interested. You guys are in an area mm. that is known as an arts and entertainment district. Oh yeah, definitely. You're serving the community you are in. You don't try to make the community you're in fit to what you guys are doing, right? Like mm. there, there's a piece of like, we know where we're at. Yeah. We know how we're doing, what we're doing, why we're doing it. Right. That's what we do. And I think for me that just to, to jump ahead of your question, sure, that's sure. what stood out to me when we came in here as mm. a business owner on something I thought you guys did really well. Yeah. It made it easier for me to come in and want to do stuff here right away. If I could say real quick, yeah. just about like, a lot of people in the church drink. Okay, I want you to know. I know that, whiskey, and <laughs> I was like, I'm aware. Just what it's, it's like I do own and operate a book. I'm pretty aware. <laughs> no, I know, but I'll just, uh, you know, with some, some churches with a bar opening up next to where they just might not be. So you know, not I got you, I got you, I got you. So, um, that was nice. And then in terms of of serving the city, I I see the work you guys do. You know, Ramon's the one that asked me to join the Roosevelt Port. Mm-hmm. Like that's not something I had thought about before until he asked me, and I was like, right. yeah, I, I could get more involved. Hmm. And so, um, that's dope. Yeah, I think what that's you dope. guys already do, and a lot of the conversations we've had are around. You know, I know you guys have issues for affordable housing. I think that's the biggest problem mm-hmm. we have in this city, in this state right now. So yeah, that's a big problem about things. Yeah. It's a huge problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's our number one problem. Mm. I think we've lost a bit of the humanity in, the, in that approach. Mm. And I think that's that's the biggest thing is there's a disconnect between that's a human being. Yeah. And wow. treating it like a just a problem or an, a nuisance. Yeah. Like, mm. So what I appreciate about that is that I mean, we've been talking about community and things like that, but it sounds like your your vision of community, including people, you know, what community involves isn't just the people who can pay all the money to do the things you know that are cool downtown. 
So it's people who, yeah, who are having trouble. And what does it look like for us to notice them, care about them? You know, one of the things I appreciate about the Churchill is, um, and I've seen you do it, um, yeah, you care about homeless people who come through, right? And you provide them, you give them water, you do do what you can. I mean, obviously, Churchill is not a shelter. You can't do everything. But like, you don't see them as just like, how quickly can I like get them out of sight? Mm-hmm. Um, but they're people who um, are also part of our community. What does it look like to do that? And so I, have a, I think that's, that seems to be some something that you, that you care about. Absolutely. You know, you it's a fine line as a business owner because you get into the problem of if you're too accommodating, it can become a problem because that word spreads, right? Yeah, and then true. And then true. Then you really start. So you do, you want to be comfortable. You also don't want to be too comfortable. So it's a hard thing to do. But then again, that's where the piece comes in. It's like, yeah, come in and get a glass of water. Go to the bathroom. Yeah. Hang out for a little bit. It's hot. But then at a certain point, we do need you to kind of move on. And usually that's in... I really appreciate our four staff. Yeah. Like you probably see them engage with, they're used to it. They're comfortable with it. They're not abrasive. They're not trying to get in your face and get you out. They'll give you some time and then they'll go over and touch the table and just be like, Hey, you know, thanks for coming in. Buy anything kind of. Yeah. But that's why too, I think that it becomes a broader thing in terms of like you as Churchill, it seems like, yeah, you're trying to care for people, immediate physical need, you know, maybe there's some water, maybe a little something to eat. But the church obviously can't provide shelter. And so this becomes, you know, I think this is where the church serving the city um, is, becomes an important idea. What does it look like for churches like ours? In addition to, and it's not just our church, uh, we can't do it by ourselves. Partnering with to Churchill and other places mm-hmm. to think brought more broadly about an issue that, you know, is actually is a bigger issue now than it was when we started in 2005. Um, and mm-hmm. um, in many many cities around the, the country, um, what do we do to care for, for people right, who are homeless, uh, don't have any place to be. That only happens by having those kind of conversations and thinking through community partnerships of various kinds, I think, that begin to sort of think of that issue at a larger level. It's so, <clears throat> it's it's a hard problem. It's all of our problem. So like, mm. it's all of us to that have to solve it. So the, the community collaboration is what is gonna get us forward. Mm. You can't just look and be like, the city's gonna solve it. The city is clearly not going to solve it. And that's not to bash the city of Phoenix. It's a challenging problem. But if the public gets together with the private, if the private and the public get together with the church community and all of everyone's working Hmm. together, nonprofit, for-profit, everyone's like, okay, this is a, this is a problem. To me, it's a reflection on you as a city Hmm. and, and part of your society. You are as good as your worst your lowest you're you're as fast as your slowest right and so like wow the fact that we have a thousand people sleeping on the in the zone and we have a name for the zone mm. and rather than put those people into shelter we would just displace them with no where to go mm. we have the resources we have the funding mm. we needed to find 150 million dollars for the sun's arena we found it with a tax rebate in Ooh. in a snap talk heavy cow talk so like not playing we have the money it's mm. there it's a priority. It's a it's a humanity issue. Mm-hmm. It, it's what. How do we prioritize that? It's also not a money issue. Like we've, it's proven. There's enough data out there that says it's cheaper to put someone off the street into a home, get them into resources, and keep them off. Wow. That's it. <laughs> not that hard. It's a, it's a decision, and we have to make it. So I don't know. Wow. I, you know, that's yes. a little off topic, but. No, it's not. It's not. It's on topic. No, it's very on topic. And the and the thing I love about that is two things. One, I think when you talked about um, 
what it felt like when you were just walking everywhere. Like when I first moved here, I didn't own a car for like nine months. So I had to just walk. I lived off Ninth Street in Van Buren. So I would just walk everywhere in the summer. It was terrible. Sweat, <laughs> sweating through khakis. It was 115 degrees. Bruh, it was, it was really bad. <laughs> Um, but what it did, it taught me, like it, it put you on the ground so you could see what was happening in a way that you just can't when you're driving, right? It for, it's like if you're walking is slower. And so you just catch things that you just wouldn't catch while you're driving. Um, but the second thing, so it, it makes you more present. Something's going on. You could just show up. Let me just walk over there, mm-hmm. right? A 15 minute walk isn't that bad. Um, but not only that, it's presence. And then the idea of like collaboration and I, and, and as you even talk about like, the city it's sometimes it's interesting the way when we talk about like something as big as a city but it sounds like you're saying like there's one way of looking at the city that is them the the government office council people whatever people who are making decisions about the budgets there's another way to say we are the city and to say what does it look like mm-hmm. when the church for-profit nonprofit, public sector private sector developers creatives artists social whoever integrate yeah collaborate and then make a decision and say no we're going to take care of we're going to solve meaningful problems period right there there needs to be a gathering space that is safe and accessible and creative and it needs to be in a certain neighborhood and this neighborhood might not have it they have it they might have it in tempe they might have it in uptown they might have it in another area but it's not it wasn't down 2012 it certainly went down Mm. in downtown um and to say, no, let's make a decision to solve this meaningful problem. And then in the midst of doing that, to say, oh, now that I'm meeting neighbors and we can have presence with one another, build relationships, we discover there are more problems. Now we can work together to try to solve those. I think that's such a great way. And I'm, I'm super interested to know um, even just how you think about, we talked about public housing, poverty, but, but the idea of serving the city when that, when you hear the term serving the city, like what are some of the ideas or sort of visions that you think about in regards to like, man, the win, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if this, if this happened or if the city looked like this, I think that, like, I, I'd feel really, really good about that. I, I love the walkable piece. Mm-hmm. Obviously like just having the slowing down, yeah. like we're a car focused city. There's not, that's not going to change for a while. Yeah. Um, for you guys and what you do, for anyone, like when you talk about connection, collaboration, part of that is you have to know somebody. You know, like, you don't know what someone's problems are. My problems might not be Greenwood's problems. My problems might not be Carly's problems. Mm. So like, if I don't talk to them, yeah, I'm yelling into the void, out of, might not be the same. For you guys to engage with the community, then you get to see, here's, here's what's causing people stress. Here's what's causing, mm. There, here's their problems. Now, how do we get, are there some that are similar? I'm sure there are. Can we start working on those together? Yeah. The ones that are different, how do we prioritize those? So I think getting to know your neighbor, mm. right? Like wow. being ingrained in the community is more than just showing up to work, leaving, right? Yeah. Mm. Going in, like, what are your neighbors doing? What are other events to do? Is, are we bringing up our neighbors to like, mm. when you leave the Churchill, are you going somewhere else? When you walk out of church, where are you going on Sunday after you get out of here? Are you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, those are great questions. Let's go around to the other businesses around here and support where we're going to church. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I think that's the thing that can, by connecting with everyone in your neighborhood, whether it's someone who lives here, someone who works here, someone who owns a business here, stakeholder, whatever, knowing who that person is, why they're doing what they're doing, 
what are their problems like that's how you're going to start to figure out like yeah it's the connection it's the synergy you'll start to figure out like oh here's here's we have problems in in general there's a bible passage that actually says like love your neighbor as yourself <laughs> so just wisdom from the bible <laughs> yeah nice start <laughs> no we just recorded a, a uh we call it the preaching collective but we just recorded something that talked about the idea of paying attention you know so even just yeah so showing up <laughs> is one thing and that that's important that's almost half the battle you show but you just realize people are actually there and then if i just connect with another person and i pay a little bit of attention i might learn some things and then not only do partnerships and relationships form but you are going to hear problems and struggles and tensions but even just the care and compassion to have for another person's struggle tension i'm trying to reach a goal to want to help like even those things help to bring some of that synergy and that energy uh to a space but i mean now you talked about Vermont asking you to join the board mm-hmm. you know that kind of presence has like mm-hmm. a greater influence now like how does how do you see that sort of playing a part in regards to like presence is the thing i focus on the most right now in my life uh my daughter's four mm-hmm. uh I look back on the last 10 years and there's times where I can look up and be like, do I even remember the last year? Mm. Like, was I even conscious of the decisions Mm. I was making or was I just on autopilot and subconsciously I was being driven by these things? Yeah. Mm. And so I, you, you create some space around that. You take a step back and you, you start to find some awareness around it because you, you can blink it. It can happen fast. Yeah. That obviously applies to my personal life. It definitely applies to business. You get caught up in like, revenue yeah you get caught up like you still have to keep the lights on you have to make money yeah. you can't just show up and just like have fun all day right like that would be great i'd be really good at it <laughs> <laughs> i'd be so good at it. but you know there's a piece of it where we all have to be present we all have to be here but at the same time we all have to make money we all have to survive like we're functioning in this yeah. Yeah. society together so how can we all succeed in business or whatever it is that we're doing. And can we do that in a way that while we're doing it benefits the community around us, benefits the people that we're working with. When you come into the church, do you leave feeling a different way? When you come into the church and you leave here. Mm-hmm. I think for me, that awareness and that presence of being like, this is why we're doing it. Yeah. Getting back to like, here's why we're doing this again. Cause that can, I get lost in that all the time. To be frank, like I have investors, I have stresses that yeah. have that yeah. come up. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, have to remind myself like constantly like wait why are we doing this again mm-hmm. i'm, I'm thinking here i'm i'm i forgot about here for a second mm-hmm. this doesn't matter because that's where i'm going yeah right mm-hmm. and you start to that's the presence piece for me is and that's that is a daily struggle mm. uh but it's it, it's worth the struggle that's it's always gonna be a struggle that's so great so you have more questions we're gonna keep the conversation going so here's what we're gonna do <laughs> cut video yeah, so for those watching online, the video is going to cut off, so it's going to end right now. And so John will, uh, matter of fact, I'll say it like we always say, love God, love people. We are out. If you want to keep listening, the podcast will be on everywhere you get your podcast. So we're going to continue this conversation. Go find our podcast. Okay, go. All right. Uh, well, I just had one other sort of major question. Um, I think one of the things you, you talked about was just I love the idea of relationship and presence. Um, and then I think suggests that we need to create space that help facilitate that. So certainly by one of the reasons I, I, I was part of Roswell Row was I love the idea of why don't we build a walkable city? 
because part of how you build relationship is by making it easy to run into people, right? Uh, I run into people all the time when I'm walking down to anywhere around here. Uh, I remember back when Mon Orchid was around uh, and Bee Coffee was there and those kind of places and how often I would sort of run into people. DeSoto. Yeah, DeSoto, yeah, DeSoto. And just like those those spaces would, I've run into Greg or Darina or all these people, right? And conversation happens, build further relationship. Creating a walkable place helps encourage that, right? Um, then also they create community spaces where that happens. And so I think uh, um, it seems like the way you design a church hole really suggests that. Like, how, I'm, it's always interesting to me. I walk into the courtyard, I'm like, oh, I see that person, I see that person. Um, how that sort of encourages then the things that you're talking about. Sure. Hope, I mean, you've probably seen, we do a lot of events that aren't about the church hole. Like, we welcome people that want to come in and throw something in our space, yeah. whether it's empty or while we're there doing business. Like, yeah. what's that? We really encourage that. And so, and you have things there to encourage people to hang out and interact with each other. Exactly. Yeah. Um, from any number of different, you know, we've done Indigenous Peoples Day. We had a huge event for that. Mm. Um, that was a big one where, again, that's a collaboration. They come over from Cahokia. They want to use our space. Like, and it's funny, two, man, time time warp with COVID, but two or three years ago, <laughs> right. um, two, actually 20. We sat down. Yeah, I know. It, it was like my one of my first strategic planning sessions, Ramon, if you remember this one, where we talked about the main one we walked away with was space. Yeah. yeah. That was the main that was there was like three major topics we walked away with. One was space, yeah. and you have to have the community has to have space to collaborate. They have to have space to be able to engage with one another. If there's no space, like where are people going? Yeah, right. So the the Churchill is a community. Like it even says, I think on our Instagram, it's community gathering space. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. The sidewalk Saturday stuff that's come up out of COVID. Uh, that's been really great. Like that was a thing that kind of just happened naturally and organically. Um, even, even last night we did, you know, button, button boozy bingo with THC brand company. They rented out the space on a Monday, right? Like it, it goes all around, right? Like there's so many different types of businesses and places that want to come in and use the space and we're open to it as long as you're doing things the right way, you know, right. like you're not hurting anybody. Come on in, throw in a, throw an event. We've turned, turned down some events, but, uh, we try not to turn down many. We did we we do stay out of the politics now though of like hosting those events, but yeah. Um, outside of that, we're pretty open. Yeah. Hey, just a quick plug. I just wanted to say, um, what's the burger spot inside your Stoop kid? Stoop kid. The tater tots are fire. <laughs> so <laughs> next time you're in downtown Phoenix, we're walkable down. city, go grab them tater tots. You can get you get a burger too. But those yeah, Steve kids got a, they got the burger and tater tots. Burgers, burgers is burgers nice. Is the plantains is nice. House tater tots are good too. Yeah, Chips are good. Yeah, this is, well, I could go, I could go around. I mean, I've been there so many times. <laughs> so, you know, uh, what's it? Fire, Freak, Freak Brothers. Yep. Right. The pizza joint, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's always, always solid there. They got, what they got there this month. Try out their, I love, I love we're doing recommendations here. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, was it some like honey hot thing or some other, it's always yeah. special. Yep. That's a honey. A honey. Yeah. That's legit. Uh, and then the, uh, um, Provecho. Provecho. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 yeah there's so, a saying, Buen Provecho is a good eat. Yep. Carlos there are great and the ceviche. That's Kel gave me a that's stack. That's what I recommend. I don't know if you remember, but you gave me a stack of 10%. Yep. 
Uh, I still got them joints. <laughs> still got them joints. <laughs> hey, so what John is saying is that if you're in downtown Phoenix on a Sunday, come down to Roosevelt Church or find John and say, John, hey, I'm new in the area. He'll give me enough. I got, I got them. Hey, that is exactly what you should do. I just, <laughs> you got some. Now, I've got more of those, okay? I'll be done. I will give him more. Uh, to touch on the walkable part, <clears throat> It's the it, we're hot, it's a hot city, it, it's hot. Yeah. Like we need, yeah, we need to create a more walkable downtown yeah. core. Mm-hmm. I think we all know that. I think we're all trying to figure out how to do that in a better way. Yeah, um, that's a tough that's a tough problem to solve. I think they've they're starting to try and do a better job with it. If you look at ch- in front of the church, we have a twelve foot sidewalk. Yeah, we planted additional trees. There's some we could spend another entire podcast on. Some of the zoning and code issues that we bump into with some of that, like we had we might. So though you know, we might. Uh, and that goes on to then a business owner, which is fine. I'll I'll put in the additional treats, but there's certain things that. Mm, yep. Um, as part of uh, Roosevelt Rural CDC, one of the things we sort of think about a lot too is sort of the role of the arts in helping sort of encourage community. Um, I mean, sort of you, you have sort of a, a view on that in terms of how you hope. Uh, sort of this area remains uh, focused on arts and pro- promoting artistic expression? 100%. It's it's so hard because money follows art, whether people like to admit that or not. Mm-hmm. Like the, the cool areas aren't because some developer was like, this is going to be cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The cool area happens naturally, like what you saw with Roosevelt Row, yeah. and then development follows. But like when we did... Mm-hmm. We were, I would say we're late. Like, we're not early. We're in that weird, like, we weren't early to Roosevelt, but we weren't late. So I've got, I'm in this weird, when I'm yeah. in meetings, I'm like, they're like, you, how long have you been here? I'm like, 2018. <laughs> they're like, oh, that's not that long. I'm like, I know, but like, it's weird. It's weird. Uh, and so when I came down, when we chose to do it there, that was in 2016. And obviously we got all sorts of delays and we ended up not going until 2018. But when we started down in 2016, people were like, why are you going down there? There's nothing downtown. There's that's not a good area. Like the things they were saying, I'm like, I don't send it very way. Like wow. living down here, it's like that's where I want to go. That's where I want to be. Yeah. And the the lot we built on was a dirt lot. There was nothing there. So it's interesting seeing where it's at now, seeing the development that has followed all of that, mm. and then the balance that we're struggling with of losing the art that created yeah, that space. Oh, so wow. It's something I think we we talk about all the time at the Roosevelt Row CDC. Is like, how do we preserve art in this space? This is a Roosevelt Row Arts and Entertainment District. It was started mm. as that. Now, how do we keep keep art like that, right yeah. without losing it? That's yeah. what. That's why we're all here, really. Yeah. I think those murals that are in the city is one way that's keeping that, you know, preserving it, if you will, in terms of the artistic expression. Hundred percent. Yeah, but I think I think there are. I mean, a number of different strategies. And, and again, I, I think when you think about trying to serve the city, which is its people, um, you just keep finding ways to tell stories. I mean, obviously you have the physical expression of art, like a mural. And I think that's necessary. Like street art is so dope. Like we've got art on, on back of the wall, side of the wall. Like we're here for it. And those but, big cities too. That's what you see. You see, Yeah. Graffiti. And every single one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then to use those 
and again, collaborate with artists to tell more of those stories. And I think the more people get drawn into those stories, the more they, they see how necessary it is. Developers included. And so like, I know a bunch of big buildings are about to go up, but in the ways that they can start to get woven into these stories and then use art to help tell those, um, I think we find a better way to integrate people and then have them take ownership of their own city versus just thinking, oh, it's, it's someone else's problem. For sure. Well, good, man. Kel, thanks for coming through, bro. No problem. Came through the RC stu RCC Studios, man. I appreciate you. This is great. Thanks for having me. Yes, man. Um, as we always say, well, well, we always say this. <laughs> like, share, subscribe <laughs> to our podcast, The Unsilent Church. And uh, yeah, love God, love people. We are out. Peace.